Welcome to Dental Brain Crops. Today we're going to be talking about working with your significant other when you don't want to. Now what I want to share is exclusive of gender. Whatever your situation, working with your significant other, whatever your gender, whatever theirs, whether you're married, engaged, dating, I want to offer some things to think about. And this isn't going to be your typical conversation about working with your special someone. There are a lot of people who will quickly and gladly tell you exactly what to do in your situation and consult how you should move forward. That's not this and that's not what I do. When I first built this business, actually, I was confused a lot about being a practice or business consultant and that's not what I do. I'm an emotional intelligence coach specializing in entrepreneurial mindset for dentists With the tools I teach, you're well-equipped to decide and take action on all things in your dental life, professional and personal, which is the crossroads we're at in this topic because working with a significant other is very much impactful in both professional and personal realms. And when I first started this podcast last year, this is one of the first topics that came to mind because it's something that comes up a ton in our sessions. It finds its way into small talk, it's consulted on a lot, and it's discussed all over social media. In other words, it's on your minds, and I know that. And now that I've had a chance to share some of the more foundational topics, I think this is a great topic to start getting into. This is going to be broken up into some different aspects of working with your significant other. So today what I want to focus on is working with your significant other when you don't want to anymore. If this is you, when I bring up working together, what is the feeling that hits you initially? Now don't filter it. Just take note of the most dominant feeling you notice when I talk about working with your person. And before we go any further into this topic, I just want to point out that you know. You know if your situation is working great for you and your spouse or significant other, but for many of you, that's not the case and that's okay. In fact, since you're aware of it, you're in the power seat. Recently, I had a session with a specialist who owns a crazy successful practice and this client's significant other is also a dentist who works there. These two people both came from good homes, but they each decided that they wanted more financially for themselves and put themselves through schooling, which is where they met, building up to what they have now. And from the outside looking in, it appears that all is well. The practice is humming and the spouses get to work together. My client, on the other hand, has a different perspective. This person loves that they've built a practice together. However, and there's a however in many of these stories, however, working together as spouses is more complicated than my client had anticipated. And as the practice has grown, so has the tension between the two of them. So I asked, do you want to work together? And there was a pause and then a response, no. And this person was really quick to follow that answer with all of the things that are great about working together as spouses and all of the possible problems that would be created if they no longer work together. And I listened for a minute and asked again, but do you want to work together? And again, the response was no, 
I don't think it's best. Now, this situation is common, isn't it? We continue doing something that we don't want to do, even when we don't think it's best. And I could have stayed there with my client, played around with different options, encouraged this person to choose the one that felt better, and so on. What I want you to notice in this example is not the fact that my client works with the significant other or that my client no longer wants to. I want you to really hone in on what's going on for this person. I don't think for one second that my asking was the first time that this client realized working together was no longer a preference. It may have been the first time that it was said out loud or that it was said with the intention of getting coaching, but this wasn't news to the person experiencing it. And if you're experiencing something similar, it isn't news to you. We know when something isn't right or best for us. And we know because our deepest desires are a part of us. So anything out of alignment with those goals and dreams are noticeable. Now, We can try to ignore things that disagree with our end goals, but if they don't improve, it's going to become harder and harder to ignore, which is what happened with my client. Working together as significant others was no longer a preference and could no longer be ignored. Now, the transformative experience here is where the conversation went next. It was in the why, why this person had continued working with their spouse We always have a why for the things we do and figuring it out is a really great way to level up your authority in your life. The why, and I think it's very relatable whether you're talking about work or family life, was this. I've left things the way they were because I don't want my spouse to think I don't appreciate her. I just think it would be better if we didn't work together. Did you catch that? This doctor doesn't want someone else to think something. Hmm. Now, as well-intended as that sounds, I've got to call it out for what it is for everyone's benefit here. This person, this really good person with good intentions, mistakenly thinks that people have the power to deter other people from having certain thoughts. And if you've been listening for a while now, you know that I'm a major proponent of not trying to control other people's thoughts. You just can't. And I'm really good at what I do. And in all of my expertise, I do not have the recipe to give you to alter how other people think. Other people are going to think whatever they're going to think, and there is truly nothing you can do about it. Perfume is an amazing illustration of this. I think it should be outlawed in small spaces like churches and airplanes. But think about it. A person puts on what they believe to be a delightful spritz of something before leaving the house, and now everyone they come into contact with, at least close contact, has the pleasure or displeasure of smelling it. The person wearing it likes it, probably considers it an improvement over no scent. But 10 people who have the experience of standing next to him or her will have 10 different opinions of the perfume. Some will like it, some won't. Some will run really fast in the other direction. And no matter how nice of a scent of perfume the wearer believes it to be, there's no convincing of that to the guy who ran to get away from it. 
Circling back to doing or not doing things, including daily things that impact both your personal and professional life, like working with a significant other, there is no way to ensure that you're having the intended impact on your loved one's thoughts by continuing to work together. The doctor I was coaching doesn't know for sure that the spouse will think she's unappreciated if they talk about making a plan to work apart, nor does this client know for sure that the spouse currently thinks she's appreciated. So let's review it because it's really layered and informative. Two doctors who are married are working together. One of them doesn't want this arrangement anymore. The person who would prefer a change hasn't made a change because of a desire that the spouse thinks she's appreciated. So I was curious, and if you're in a similar situation, I'd be curious with you too. I wondered, is working together the only way to express appreciation for someone? Because that's the only thing we have full influence over, right? Our expression of our thoughts and feelings, not how someone receives it, our expression of it. So if appreciation is the focus and what we can do is express appreciation, I'm curious what the other options are and if they can extend beyond working together. Because here's the deal. When you're a dental entrepreneur, your loyalty is to the business. And don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that your loyalty is to the business and not your spouse or partner. Your spouse or partner as a business partner or as an employee is totally different than your spouse or partner as a life partner. They're not even in the same ballpark. So separate them out for this portion of the conversation. From a business standpoint... As an owner wearing that hat, you're considering all things business so you can make the best decisions in relation to your practice. That means you consider you, how you're showing up, the value you're providing, and you consider everyone else and what they're contributing. Then you consider it as a whole. You make sure it's a well-oiled machine functioning to the highest capacity or to your goals. And if it's not, It is your responsibility to identify why and solve for it. If you've identified that your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever that works with you is a better fit elsewhere, then as that person's significant other and as an emotionally responsible entrepreneur, figure out what would be best from a place of respect for your business, yourself, and for the people you care about. If it's not working, it's imperative that you look at it. Continuing to do something in a way that is not best is not rising to the occasion, and it doesn't feel good. In fact, it feels awful to look at the person you love and have unpleasant thoughts about them in relation to your work situation. So if that's happening for you, figure out why. Maybe you'll decide to make a change on who works where. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll land on some adjustments needed in relation to responsibilities or hours. Maybe you'll realize some communication tweaks would drastically improve things. Regardless of the outcome you decide on, the first and most important step is gaining awareness of what's happening now and your perspectives on it. From there, 
from a place of honesty and openness with yourself, you can decide what you want to do next, if anything. And what I can tell you for sure is that just taking that moment to identify your own thoughts about your work arrangements, making space for yourself to have an opposing opinion about the situation, and admitting whatever you're thinking to yourself will lighten the load, will make it easier to think through, will make it more manageable as you decide how you want to move forward. Because in addition to everything else you're handling, you will no longer be actively ignoring or avoiding yourself. Like I said before, this is a deep topic and I coach on all facets of it. And we'll look at some different angles in additional episodes. But for now, if you're working with a significant other and you don't want to anymore, do yourself the favor of admitting that to yourself without blame, without judgment of yourself or the other person. With kindness and respect, be honest with yourself. This isn't a right or wrong pass or fail. It's your career and it's up to you how you're going to show up for yourself, for your business and for your loved ones. And even if it takes courage, showing up in an honest way takes a lot less out of you than keeping up with something you don't want, like, or agree with. That's all for today. I appreciate you joining me for today's episode. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit dentallife.coach for access to additional coaching tools as well as more episodes to help you create the dental life you truly desire. Mm -hmm.